Disney exec vows more gay characters. We now have a non-binary drag queen in the Department of Energy. And Biden recently said transgender people are made in the image of God. Do you believe we are in the war for the soul of the United States of America? We'll talk about this and more as we dedicate today's entire show to answering your questions pertaining to Bible prophecy. It's Open Line Thursday. Do you have a question or comment? Join us by calling 1-877-363-8463. We're going to discuss the two things you're not supposed to talk about, politics and religion. to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're excited you've joined us today. As I said, we're doing a special open line today on Thursday. It's normally on Friday, and we are adding one for today. So you can join us by calling 877-END-TIME. It's 877-363-8463. What we'll talk about is going to be determined by what you want to talk about. But we do have a few stories to get to first. There's some unbelievable things happening in the United States of America and around the world. And a lot of times, you know, people start questioning what's going to happen in the future. And I did want to make mention that, you know, God did give us a timeline of events from the beginning all the way through eternity. And as the end approaches, we are going to witness the establishment of the kingdom of the Antichrist, which is going to include a lot more of this stuff that we see going on right now. Uh, we'll witness the false prophet coming onto the scene. But in the midst of all that, we're also going to witness unprecedented revival and so much more. Now, I want you to know that you, yes, you, I'm not talking to your spouse or your neighbor or your friend, I'm talking about you. You have the ability to pinpoint where we are on God's timeline. You can understand how you fit in and you can be filled with hope in God's plan for the future so you can get rid of all that worry. So get assurance by watching our brand new video. It's called The Future According to Bible Prophecy. Now this month only, you can pre-order and it's going to be a free copy of The Future According to Bible Prophecy. It's a DVD Uh, You can get this for free when you give a gift of any amount, and it's going to ship in May. So if you pre-order today, it will ship next month. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME to be one of the first to receive our brand new DVD. All right, lots going on, like I said. Lots to worry about, according to some, but you don't have to be worried about the future. (laughs) Doug, aren't you glad that you don't have to be worried about it? I am glad. I know you're not worried. I know you and I, we like to talk about conspiracies. Yeah. Not as, not, we don't go as deep on the air as we do in private conversations, but we enjoy a good theory. Yeah, sure. As well as facts, as well as the Bible. And, um, you know, in spite of all that, you know, there's a lot of people that are like us that are very scared and worried about who's going to be president and how that's going to affect 
you know, so many different things and they get worried about it. And I'm just thankful that, you know, I can say that I'm on the Lord's side and because I'm on his side, come what may. Yeah. I'm, I don't have to be worried. Absolutely not. I live a pretty worry-free life. <laughs> I've got a lot of chaos going on in my life personally. <laughs> but I'm, you're worry-free. I, I do. I live a pretty yeah. worry-free life because you know what? I'm looking at all this stuff going, I can't control that. I can't control this. I can't mm-hmm. control that. Why am I going to stay up all night worried about what I can't control? Yeah, there's no point. Now, if I talk stupid to my wife, or if I come home late and I don't have a good explanation, if I stay all, out all night with the guys. <laughs> I know you don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> but if I did, yeah. what was I getting at there? <laughs> you would have a worry-free, or you would have a, a lack of worry I can worry control about. those things. Okay, yeah. There you go. And if I do all that, and I don't have a good disciplined life in that regard, I should be worried about the consequences. But man, Absolutely. there's stuff I can't control, right. and I'm not going to get caught up in it. Well, I mean, that goes back to what Jesus said about where you have your foundation built. You know, if your foundation's built upon the shifting sand, you're going to have trouble. But if it's built firmly upon the rock, uh, which is Jesus Christ, then you don't have to worry about these things. What if it's built firmly on the rock and a big storm comes? He's going to see you through that storm. He's going to cancer take care of comes. You. Yeah. War comes to your country. Right. Dictatorship comes to your country. Mm-hmm. He's the same God on the mountain as he is in the valleys, Vince. So, absolutely. You know, if you he did it before, God. he can do it again. That's absolutely right. So, yeah. He didn't say we wouldn't have trouble. He said he'd be with us through that time of trouble. So You know, and that's, that's one thing that people get caught up on is, you know, I know we're not talking about the Great Tribulation today, but I'm going to throw it in here. You know, because people hit us with that a lot as, you know, God wouldn't beat his bride. Right. God wouldn't put us through tribulation, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but we know that's not what's happening according to Scripture. Right. Um, and we don't have to be caught up in all that. Right. And so, you know, we're going to go through some stuff. Mm-hmm. We see in the Bible they went through some stuff. Absolutely. You think dealing with a Roman government was a cakewalk? Yeah. You think dealing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees when you're on Jesus' side and you just watched <laughs> them allow him to be crucified? You yeah. think that was easy to witness? Mm-mm. No. You think it was easy to be arrested and beaten and said, don't preach in the name of Jesus? No. And then you get out of there and you go, I'm going to preach in the name of Jesus. Yeah. What else can I do? I got to do what I got to do. That wasn't easy. <laughs> no. We're not going to have a cakewalk. We're not called no. to comfort. Well, 11 of the 12 disciples were martyred, you know. I mean, and we, we look at that. I think here in America, we really look at it and we think, oh, it's not going to happen to us. I mean, we got it great here. But look at the demographics of this country changing and look at what's happening. And, you know, we're we're witnessing maybe the demise of the way of life that we've known for so long. When on top of that, Jesus is a lot bigger than our country. Amen. I, I get caught up thinking about our brothers and sisters in China, mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters in Iran, yeah. our brothers and sisters in Russia, Ukraine, on and on and on yeah. that don't have the comforts we have. Right. When I look at Scripture, I'm not seeing where once you're saved, you're going to become a millionaire and live a comfortable <laughs> life. That's not yeah. what happens. No. 
You know, we, we maybe get Maybe if saved. you're in a megachurch, maybe. Well, <laughs> and probably not even there if we no. start being honest. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's not what Jesus was talking about. Right. And so the future is something that we don't have to be concerned about in a worrisome way. We're already up on the break. Though. Yes, I thought we were only been talking for a couple minutes. <laughs> Rambling. Um, all right. Well, we are going to get into some stories that are pretty unbelievable about uh, drag queens in the White House and more. So you don't want to miss. Uh, we're also taking your calls. 877-363-8463 is the number to join us. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. It's Open Line Thursday. Call us at 1-877-363-8463. That's 1-877-END-TIME. Before we share our first story and get to our first calls here, we do want to remind you that our new lesson, The Future, is out. It's only been out for um, two, this is day three. So, we're very excited. Um, you know, I've been telling God we need millions of people to view this lesson, um, you know, because this is going to help people find hope and peace. And he already knows that, I know. But I've just been reminding him just in case. <laughs> but um, right now it's available for a donation of any amount. So when you give a donation of any amount by going to endtime.com slash future, we'll send you this DVD for absolutely free. You know, some people have given $5, some people have given $1,000. It's whatever the Spirit lays on your heart. That's what we're praying for. We want you to be blessed by this lesson. And so to help us cover the cost, we're making it available for a donation of any amount. 
And uh, it can be totally yours for free uh, today. So go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. And uh, by the way, this is a pre-order, so it will ship in um, May. Today is April. It's in April now. I forget the months these days, but uh, Mm -hmm. it will ship in May. So be sure to do that. We do have the trailer posted at endtime.com slash future. So you can go there and check it out. It's, It's really great. All right, Doug. What's going on in the United States? We've got Disney proclaiming, oh man, I think it was, I can't remember the percentage she gave, but many more gay characters. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on that, Doug. I'll I get know. myself in some trouble if I get on the Disney thing. I know. Uh, that bothers me too. We've got that. a non binary drag queen mm-hmm. in the Department of Energy. Yeah. And Biden recently said transgender people are made in the image of God. Now, that one's controversial, Doug. I know. (laughs) We better hit that real quick. Yeah. Isn't everybody made in the image of God? Well, you know what the Bible says, Vince? Uh, Well, it says a lot. God made man and he made woman. Okay. He didn't make man to be a woman. He didn't make woman to be a man. He made man and he made woman. And that's how we procreate. So... That's God's stance on it. Yes, as a human being, we're made in the image of God. But when we start to alter that image, that's when I think we fall short of the image of God. And the God that Biden's talking about may be a different God than the God that... Well, he's Catholic. Surely it's the God of the Bible. Well, yeah. Surely it is. But no, not when he starts making comments like that. Because what he's saying, Vince, (laughs) in there is that in their transgenderism... They're the image of God. That's not true. That's that's what he's implying there. That he sees them and he recognizes them. And I recognize them too. But it's not right what the way that they're living their life. It's not right also that this is being pushed on us as this is supposed to be a normal situation. Uh, when our government is standing there saying that if you say anything against this, you're going to be charged with a hate crime. And that's kind of where we're going with this. It kind of reminds me of... The story that when I was a little kid, we read the emperor has no clothes. Remember that story about the emperor going through town and nobody could say that he didn't have any clothes. They had told him that he was wearing this beautiful robe and all these great clothes and he was actually naked. But Mm. nobody could say that because if they did, you got in big trouble. So you couldn't state the obvious. I know a lot of people that way. That's kind of where we are now, Vince. Unfortunately, not naked, but headed in this direction with transgenderism and transhumanism and trans everything is so so we're highlighting that not because we're we're saying that even people that have chosen to be transgender oh you know that's not politically correct either doug i that's a that's an offensive statement i just made involuntarily um but i don't have anything else to say so (laughs) even though they chose to be transgender they're made in the image of god because they're human but Mm -hmm. it's the transgenderism that Biden's highlighting there. Right. And so that's what we're talking about, not necessarily that they're not human. Right. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that's clear because you know how it goes. Yeah, I know how it goes. So so Biden said that, right? Yes. Does that make Biden evil? <laughs> I'm not answering that on the air anymore. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the story or we get to the calls? Uh, hey, man, whatever you want to do, you go. <laughs> You're on a roll, so I'll just follow your lead. All right. Well, let's hit this Disney story real quick. Uh, um, a Disney executive vowed more inclusi- inclusivity. 
I can't say that word right now. I'm yeah. too worked up. And its productions as the entertainment giant works to make underrepresented groups such as racial minorities and the LGBTQ community account for at least 50% of its regular characters by the end of the year. 50%. That's half. So there that you is go. half. All right. Um, Carrie, by the end of the year. Carrie Burke, president of Disney's general entertainment content, said the company must do more to make its content more inclusive in a company-wide Zoom call Monday that was later posted on Twitter. Now, that was a few Mondays ago, I believe. She says, I'm here as a mother of two queer children, um, one transgender child and one pansexual child, and also as a leader. Burke said she supports featuring many, many characters who are LGBTQIA, which stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning, intersex, and asexual or allies. Now, as we learned on this show live on the air, that uh, intersex people do not want to be lumped into that group. Right. But nonetheless, that is the acronym, Mm -hmm. and that's... I'm just reading the story. I'm not right. telling people that's what it and is. And that's not the whole story. We kind of reduced it because we're just kind of talking about these on on the surface. But the the bad thing about it is this is Disney events, and there's a lot of people who, I mean, I grew up on Disney. I, I grew up watching Bambi and, you know, shows like that when I was a little kid. And it's changed dramatically since that time, or has it? I don't know. Or has it? That's but, a good but here's the thing is they have experienced since this story broke which was like a week ago, actually, they've experienced a lot of people that have canceled their Disney subscriptions to their online stuff. So, um, you know, it's got to hurt them a little bit. Uh, I was talking with uh, one of the guys here in time before the show today, and we were talking about it, and he actually threw a number out there. He said that he read, and he hadn't confirmed that that was right yet, but it's a bunch of money. So that's got to affect them at least a little bit. I know Disney owns a lot of different organizations i think they're espn and a whole lot of other uh news medias and things but i mean it's i think it's time that we start saying look stop feeding this to our kids and so anyway well it's very difficult to get worked up about it and then go home and watch it with your children right you can't do that (laughs) it's really hard to get worked up about it and then take them there for vacation yeah exactly should I keep going? I'm, this is a weird I mean, day for me, Doug. I, know. I don't you, know what's going on. Maybe you should stop before you I don't know what's trouble. going on. But uh, I'm just sick of people saying one thing and then doing another. Yeah. I hate it when I do that. Yeah. And I hate it when other people do it. Yeah. And it really gets me going when, when people say it and get so worked up about somebody else that's doing the same thing they're doing. Yeah. But in a little different way. Right. Emperor has no clothes. They can't see themselves for what's going on but boy i can spot it in you real quick yeah and so that gets me going (laughs) you know the whole i can't believe disney would do this and then you go home and watch modern family or whatever the show is this week i don't know what it is but yeah you know what i'm saying splinter out of your brother's eye and the log in yours all right well we better get to the calls break some of this up and get us out of uh (laughs) i don't know how deep we're into cancel culture at this point but nonetheless let's go to arthur in missouri Arthur, welcome to End of the Age. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, can you hear me okay? <clears throat> Loud and clear. 
Okay, very good. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question about the uh, Sixth Trumpet War, but since we're on such a, <clears throat> a good downhill roll, why don't uh, you know? I wanted to point out, you know, that what uh, one of the signature events where uh, that opened the floodgates, like to um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, uh, gay marriage was, you know, the Supreme Court decision. I forget what year it was. It was a five to four decision. You know, Justice Anthony Kennedy was the <clears throat> swing vote. <clears throat> so basically what they did, they struck down uh, California Proposition 8, which had, uh, <clears throat> which was attended to re- <coughs> Oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Starting to sound like me, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Proposition 8 in California affirmed the traditional marriage is between a man and a woman. And then when this got struck down by uh, Anthony Kennedy uh, the, on a 5-4 to four vote, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan instead of Bork, you know, that, that kind of opened the floodgates. You want to comment on that? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I agree. That did kind of open the floodgates. And then we had... President Obama, when he said that he was going to fundamentally change America, he that was part of his agenda. You remember that he lit up the White House with the rainbow colors, uh, you know, and that was the first time that that had ever been done. And it was a shock to a lot of people when they saw the White House lit up in rainbow colors in support of gay marriage. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I guess it just shows how important, you know, like uh, the latest appointment to the Supreme Court is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, that I mean, we're headed right down that same path with uh, this judge that they just appointed, you know, that can't define what a woman is. She's a woman, but she can't define does what a woman is. Does she identify as a woman? I think she does. How I, can you identify as a woman if you don't know I, what a woman is? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, Vince. <laughs> you got me there? They should have had me there asking some questions. There you go. <laughs> well, Arthur, what was your question about the Sixth Trumpet War? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, the, more fun and games. This, you're you're going to like this. <laughs> now, did you, I don't, maybe Irvin talked about this, but did you realize that World War II started in September of 1939, which was a, you know, a, a seventh or sab, sabbatical or Shemitah year, and very close to the Feast of Trumpets? And um, since the Sixth Trumpet War, since we are in also in a sabbatical year, um, um, you know, I think we should be on high. I'm not saying it will happen, but we should be on high alert this September for possibly the Sixth Trumpet War. I, I mean, I think uh, we've been on high alert for many, many years, Arthur, at this point. <laughs> I agree with you, I, but, you know, we've been saying for a long yeah. time, it's really looking like it, and man, every year it seems like it's looking like it even more. So we are mm-hmm. on high alert and hoping to get everybody else on high alert. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of yeah. prophecies that were fulfilled <laughs> on feast days, so you never know. I mean, it, you're right. It could happen this year. We could see it happen. We could see it before that, but we could definitely see it around there. We are not saying that, though, so please don't start sending emails saying, did you guys say it's going to start in September? Because that's not what we're saying. I'm just saying it's a possibility. We could. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I thought it could be more than just a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, but 
you know, when, when they, um, it, it's, it says, and I believe that's Revelation chapter 9, it says, they will dry up the Tigris and Euphrates rivers for the armies of the north to go south. So it's definitely going to involve Israel, and it's going to look like Armageddon. It's not Armageddon, but it's going to look like it to a lot of people, you know, because they'll, they'll probably attack Israel from the north. Well, thank you for your call, Arthur. We appreciate you inserting that perspective. And, um, you know, it's another thing to add to the list of things to be uh, on alert regarding World War III. We have a lot of information about that uh, that we've done over the years. And Dave just did a program yesterday about the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. So if you missed that, go check it out. All right, let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Joe, are you there? You're live. Can you... You look terrific. Thank you. I thought you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Joe. Didn't, did my hair just for you, Joe. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've gone through a few weeks of hell, almost died, but the mm. Lord is bringing me through it. But you see, I'm listening to what you guys are talking about, and you're trying to sort out insanity. Stop and think about that. You're trying to sort out insanity. You've got a mindless person in the White House. He doesn't, I, I'm, I'm, I think he has someone tying his shoes at this point, but that's neither here nor there. The stuff that's going on is demonic. Yeah. Sin is sin is sin. We try to analyze it and we'll drive ourselves crazy. So my word to the body of Christ is we have to stand strong raise our voices against the insanity. I don't know who started the insanity at, at Disney, because like Doug was saying years ago, it was a very wholesome organization. Well, that's gone out the window. That's gone. The things that they're preaching are vile. You can't use nice words to say it. It's vile. All the LGBTQHT, whatever they want to call themselves, there's two reasons, mental illness, or oppression of the devil, and us who have our lives hidden in Messiah Christ, we have to raise our voices and stand against it. It's just like what's going on in the school systems. They're trying to indoctrinate five-year-olds about sex education. Right. I, I, are you crazy? Yeah. Who, who told these teachers they can teach a five-year-old about sex? Where did that come from? That's insane. What happened to reading and writing and arithmetic? Right. They're trying to they're trying to subjugate the the parents. They're trying to destroy the American family and us that know the truth. Because here's the bottom line: the only truth comes from Messiah Jesus. Mm-hmm. Unless we receive the baptism of Holy Spirit, as you guys know, you know you're, you're walking on insanity. And you're Joe, I've to- got to cut you off. Thank you so much for your call. That's we good, always Joe. love your perspective. <laughs> We'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break and get to the rest of our calls. Stay tuned for more. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. It is Open Line Thursday. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're very excited to announce that after, oh, I guess it's been a little over two years now that we've not been able to take a group over to Israel, that is now possible and our tour has launched for registration, so you can go to endtime.com slash tour, learn more. We would love for you to join us on a trip over to Israel. It's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be an emotional time, too. This is our first tour in Israel ever without Irvin Baxter, and so you know another one of those um, milestones that we will walk through together, and so I appreciate your prayers during this time, and um, you know, it's kind of a monumental trip as well. So if you've been wondering um, if you would want to go on one, this would be a great one to go on because there'll never be one like this one, the first one without Irvin Baxter. So uh, learn more about that at endtime.com slash tour. Doug, you've been, and I think you want to go again. Oh, yeah, I'd love to go back sometime. But, you know, the the really cool thing about events is that, that Dave saw the need traveling with Brother Baxter so many times, he saw the need to be able to learn everything and and to have that information that Brother Baxter had, you know, just in his his mind and his heart. And so Dave would, like, be Brother Baxter's shadow on those tours so that he could just soak up all that information and that knowledge that uh, Pastor Baxter had about that. And, and so they're going to love it, going with Dave he brings a different excitement to it, a different kind of demeanor about it, and I think that you'll really enjoy it going with Dave and Jenna, and I don't know who else. I, Sister Baxter may go as well. She may. It's a 12-day trip, and you know, everyone. It's in September. Um, folks want to know if you have to be vaccinated. No, you do not. Israel's lifted those restrictions. I do believe that they still require you to test negative for COVID uh, when you get there. But you do not have to be vaccinated. You do not have to provide proof of vaccination. So we have more details on all that at endtime.com slash tour. All right, Doug, let's share this story briefly about the Department of Energy because that's kind of the title of the show that we've highlighted, Drag Queens in the White House. So we right. better at least 
Before we get to the calls, I know the lines are filling up, but before we get there, we should maybe highlight this. Are there, are there points in here that maybe we want to hit on? I know there's some photos of this. Is this right? Yeah, that, we definitely want to show what this, um, what they look like, <laughs> what he well, what, looks like. He, they, uh, what are you saying? I'm saying that's what he wants to be called. But anyway, we is, definitely, we just need to show the picture while we read the article. But I made it as short as I could, so uh, I tried to shorten it up a little bit. Oh, you're wanting it's to read the whole important. thing? Yeah, well, just let's talk about who he is and what his background is, I guess. All right. All right. Sam Brenton. Yeah, let's see the picture. There you go. There's our picture. And who is this guy? This is this is him. This is the nuclear energy. This is they. His his the pronouns that that he wishes to go by are they them. Yes. So Sam Brenton. Sam Brenton and he's a deputy assistant secretary of spent fuel and waste discipline disposition in the office of nuclear energy for the department of energy Mm -hmm. what else doug well he spends his weekends being a drag queen so i mean i guess maybe he doesn't look that way during the week i'm sure i'm sure he doesn't walk around work like that i mean i'm almost sure i would i don't know he may we need some photos from inside to see and i don't know this is really difficult for me to to deal with i'm sorry so why is that? It's just not normal for me, Vince. I'm not used to seeing men dressed up like that, so it's kind of odd for me. But anyway, well, we can say that he does have Brenton, credentials. Brenton has years long experience in nuclear waste management, mm-hmm. climate change, LGBTQ activism, and youth mentorship, mentoring youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a graduate of MIT with dual master's degree in nuclear energy and technology and policy programming. Brenton has been unapologetic about activism as well as life as a drag performer Mm -hmm. and as one of the loudest voices fighting to end conversion therapy as the founder of the 50 Bills, 50 States campaign. So so Brenton is in meetings at the White House Mm -hmm. about our energy situation, about potentially fuel prices. I don't know what all he has to do with <laughs> why, why are we highlighting this today? Because it's odd to me that we are celebrating this and and giving people positions within our government like this. I mean, first of all, we have our health official who is a man living life as a woman. Uh, there's also, I'm sure, many other people within the government. But I just, Vince, this is really difficult for me because... I mean, those pictures that we just showed were tame compared to some of them that are out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't show the ones, some of them that's out there. But I, I just, uh, don't ask, don't tell was a good thing, I think. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't know what to say either. Doug. I know, I'm dumbfounded. Do we just give up on this, on this, on Brenton? Is no, this somebody I mean, we should pray for? Or we I, just Is it a man, hopeless we, cause? We need to pray for all these people that are so mixed up. You know, there, there's a scripture in Isaiah, and, and Isaiah 5, that says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. <sighs> That's kind of what we're seeing. That's kind of where we are. That's kind of 
what's happening right now in our world is things that the Bible tells us are wrong is, is being portrayed as this is the right way of life. And people that speak out against this, they're the ones that are wrong. They're evil and they're hate mongers. And so it's this scripture is actually living out in our world right now. You know, there's other scripture in the Bible that says in the last days, it's going to be like Noah's time. It's going to be like Lot's time. And we know that that was a very ungodly time. And we're watching uh, our government who this government was built and based upon Christian morals and values. But we're seeing that. That's one of the things that Obama wanted to change. President Obama wanted to fundamentally change America. He wanted to twist all that up. And he's doing a great job of it. If you saw the... The speech the other day where President Biden's wandering around by himself while Obama's over there and everybody's flocked to him. And, and you see who's who's really respected right now. And it feels like maybe somebody else pulling the strings here. Because it kind of seems like the same agenda when he was vice president as it is now. Even President Obama called him vice president Joe Biden yesterday in that speech. So. Very interesting. Anyway, don't get me started, Vince. I could go off real easy here. Well, we got calls to get to. Let's. We do need that. to pray for these people. We do need to pray for these. This, people. you know, we're not trying to spread hate. Mm-mm. We're not trying to, you know, highlight anything in a negative way, like trying to bash these people. That's not mm-hmm. our intent, because you and I both know homosexual people. You and I both are connected to people that are just off when it comes to some of these things and we don't hate them Mm -mm. we still love them and we kind of hit on that a few weeks ago and and, you know we got a lot of encouraging words about that and we got some hate about it too and that's okay Um, but we're committed to loving people praying for people um, and we're just highlighting this because we know that things like this are going to happen more and more in the last days. It's right. it's kind of like a story about war in the Middle East. Right. We know that's coming before the second coming. We know things like this are going to happen more and more before the second coming. And so uh, open your eyes. The end is not coming. The end time is now. Mm-hmm. And we just can't wait for things to develop and Jesus to return. Mm-hmm. And we get to live forever with him. This is an exciting time. Yes, it is. But it's a time that should drive us to prayer. Right. And to loving these people and getting them part of his kingdom, God's yeah. kingdom. And I just uh, want to make sure that everybody is paying attention to what's going on. There you go. Because we got to wake up and start teaching truth. And we got to teach our kids truth. And we got to pull our kids out of the world that we live in right now because they want to get in their mind, they want to get in their hearts, and they want to change the way those children think. And children are the most vulnerable, and that's who they're going after. And these these folks like this, that this guy is, he mentors children. I would not want him mentoring my child or my grandchild. Or any child I know. Or any child. All right, let's get to Naomi in Florida. Naomi, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you for taking my call. How are you guys today? We are well. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Um, first, I, I want to point out that this, this type of lifestyle, it's not new. It's been around since Bible times. And if you look back in Sodom and Gomorrah, it was one of the last things that God before he destroyed the 
the city is one of the lessons that was talked about. Um, but it's not only Disney that's doing this. Disney's doing this in retaliation to Governor DeSantis. And um, they're calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. But what Governor DeSantis is trying to do is give the training authority back to the parents. And it's truly a war, as you were saying. It's a war for our children because they are the future. And so I'm wanting to know, it seems like the church as a whole is kind of being silent about all of this. Um, just kind of like they were in World War II when atrocities were going on. Do you think that that is the right thing to do for the church and to just keep praying? Or do you think that there is more that we can be doing um, within our communities to try to put a stop to this? Did you not think we were already in enough trouble, Naomi? (laughs) (laughs) Doug, you better go first. (laughs) Well, Naomi, I believe that we can do things in our community. I mean, there are parents that are standing up at at board meetings, at school board meetings. I mean, we can do many different things other than, um, you know, just kind of watch this happen. We can have prayer vigils. We can. I remember a time where we were in an area on a mission trip. And there was a school that was uh, being targeted by a local gang. Uh, They were coming there and they were kind of initiating these kids in this gang and everything. And we as Christians went there and laid hands on that church building and prayed and just had a prayer vigil over that church. Uh, That was a powerful statement to that community. And it helped that community to kind of get rallied behind what we did on that mission trip. So, I mean, that, that kind of thing we can do. We can go to school board meetings. We can go to city council meetings. There's a bunch of different ways that we can get involved politically uh, to express that we believe that these Christian values need to continue to be in our schools and, and these uh, agendas that are being taught to our kids need to be taken out of those schools. And we can do that peacefully and we can do that as Christians. Correct. And I do agree that we, we need to stay as peaceful as we can. Um, but the Bible says it doesn't just say live peacefully with all men. It says, if at all possible, live peaceably with all men. And it seems like they are truly attacking our children. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, I, I have four children in the school system. Uh, one thing I do believe is that we need to still be a light in our communities and still be in light in our school, not just totally pull them out, but how do we, I'm having the trouble with the balance. Naomi, we got to go to a break, but we'll, we'll hold you over and talk a little bit more on the other side. Uh, we'll be right back. We do have open lines at 877 time 877-363-8463. Give us a call. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have a few open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Today is Open Line Thursday, so we're talking about what you want to talk about. So give us a call. We would love to hear from you. I do want to remind you again that our newest lesson, The Future According to Bible Prophecy, is now available for pre-order. You can pre-order it right now for a gift of any amount. So go to endtime.com slash future and get your copy today. There's a trailer there you can watch to get a little more familiar with what is in the lesson. So do that today. You won't regret it. All right. Uh, We came up on a break when we were talking to Naomi on the phone. Naomi, you said that you were um, concerned about where we are with children being targeted and you want to know if the church should be silent about it or if that's the wrong approach. Is that a fair summary? Yes. Um, like I said, I agree with being peaceful. Do not misunderstand. I'm, I'm not talking about writing or anything. But how can we, as a church body, be more vigilant in combating this? Because I believe that sitting on the sidelines right now is not totally the best approach either. Well, what do you mean by the church? Um, well, we're, we're part of the UPCI, but... Um, UPCI, PAW, um, all of the apostolic organizations, how can we, because there's, there's truly millions of us globally, um, how can we come up against this? So when I start thinking about this kind of stuff, I drill down a little further. You know, I represent the church. You know, mm-hmm. you represent the church. And so I start in my home. Right. And I go, man, what does the home look like? Right. I think it would be a travesty if I started trying to tell people how to clean their home and I haven't cleaned up my own home first. Yes, sir. And so I've got to start with me. I've got to look at me. How, how am I doing things and how can I do things a little bit better? Now, for me personally, I'm not sending my kids to schools where they're going to teach about all sorts of who knows what. Or we, we do know what. I'm not sending them there. So that's a personal choice that I, that my wife and I have made prayerfully, and we've prepared to be able to do that. Um, we have sacrificed, and we have had a plan and worked the plan, and we've got it to where she's going to homeschool our children, and I'll jump in and help in every way that I can while I work a full-time job. And so mm-hmm. that's one sacrifice that we've made uh, in an effort to combat such a thing. Um, I'm not sending my kids off to certain things, you know, whether, you know, I don't care how much people tell me that they need socialized in these circles, different things like that. God put these children in my life to care for them and to nurture them in his ways. And so I'm not sending them off to wherever. I'm not letting them go to the movies with their friends and pick whatever they want to watch. I'm not doing that. So I've got to work on me and look at that. So that's where I always start. And and it seems like when we start looking that way and encouraging people to look internally first, a lot of this stuff starts 
clearing up because our homes start getting right. And dads start being dads and good husbands and these sorts of things. They start reading the Bible with their children and praying with their children and doing these sort of things. And, and you become light in the world and you still go to out in the world. You're not isolating from society, but you're going out in the world and being light just like Jesus walked through and did. And so that's where I start. I'm probably not qualified or ready to speak on behalf of a religious organization and what they should be doing. But I know that for me, we're living, we're trying to live out our life as light in this world. Um, And that means if you're gay or if you murdered someone in your past or if you've raped someone in your past, um, you know, I'm going to try to love you and help you see Jesus. And, um, you know, that's what I'm committed to doing. And so that's what I try to help other people do that are uh, wanting to make an impact on our world. And that's that's really good, but at the same time, and I'm not. Please don't take this as argumentative. Um, I also believe that if we just pull our child, all of our children out, you know, giving them good foundations at home, of course, getting them to church, not letting sports take over their lives, not, and as you said, the social life, um, not going to the movies, and even taking some streaming away from them. But if we take all of our children out, who's going to be a light in these schools? And that's, and that's one of the reasons that my husband and I, you know, have our children in, you know, it's a charter school. It's not a total public school, but it's a charter school. And we put them there and we teach them, you know, love people no matter what their background. And they, they know the plan of salvation. But if my children were in those schools, then I would get involved in every single thing I possibly could in those schools to influence all that stuff. And so as a church, I mean, I think that's what we're called to do. So if my kids are in those schools, I'm getting engaged. If, um, you know, if I'm part of some club, you know, if I want to join the Lions Club or whatever to be volunteering, then I'm going to go do everything I possibly can to influence all the people associated with it. And so that's what I would encourage everyone to do. I think the church needs to step up and be engaged in the community. There's a lot of ways that we can do that. And so, you know, I don't think we're called to be isolated and hide under a rock. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. So go be in the world, but don't live your life like the world lives your life. And that's what I think the church has to do. And by that, I mean me and you and everybody else that's in the church. As far as religious organizations, you'll have to call them and ask them what they're doing because <laughs> I can't speak for them. And they probably got a pretty good answer ready to go for you. Uh, um, really last question. How um, can we as individuals, um, we know God is coming back soon and the last days are here, um, but how can we be more prepared financially? What would be the best way financially to be prepared in the very last days. Boy, if we knew, we would be billionaires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we teach living by faith. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but the old saying goes, we know who holds tomorrow. And so sure. do what you know to do today. Trust God, have faith, and when tomorrow comes, He's going to take care of you. 
And he probably right. is not going to take care of you by putting $10 billion in your bank account. Oh, no, no, no. You're no, probably no. going to have to step out in faith and trust God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sometimes when Jesus sent the disciples without any money, and there's sometimes when he sent them with money. And so um, we are walking by faith. And uh, I think that you should prepare and be ready and do all these things. I'm not opposed to preparation. Um, I'm not opposed to any of that. I believe in being wise with your finances, not being stupid. Um, So I encourage people to be wise, but at the same time, I don't have the answer for what the end-time monetary system looks like and how to be best prepared for that other than trusting God. That's all right. Doug, do you have the answer? Mm. Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Naomi, we appreciate your call and enjoyed the conversation with you. God bless you, and we'll be praying that God leads you and gives you wisdom from above as you navigate the circumstances that you have. God bless you. All right, let's go to uh, Maurice in Texas. Maurice, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Hello, Doug. Uh, God bless you all today. Uh, Yes, sir. Um, I have a question today um, about... Um, no, the Bible says that it's going to be worse than the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, so I was wondering, uh, now, I, I, now I want to ask y'all first off, was it legal for those guys to actually, when they were trying to uh, take over Lot's home, and if that was legal, would the Bible be saying that we would have to actually look look forward to having to uh, prepare for actual lawlessness of homosexuality in the land? Is that what it's in? Implying, that's why I was going to ask y'all today. Thank you. Thanks, Maurice. I have no no idea if it was legal or not. Well, sometimes people like to say that that was some type of a custom that they would take part in. I don't know if it was legal or not either. But concerning our times, when it talks about lawlessness, it does talk about that in Matthew 24. Jesus talks about because of the lawlessness in the world that people's hearts will grow cold. It'll grow cold toward one another. It'll grow cold toward the Word of God uh, because of the lawlessness that they see in the land. And, you know, we have to be real careful with that because that was a warning, I believe, to believers because Jesus was telling us that so that we would understand when that began to happen. And we have to be real careful that this kind of stuff doesn't get in our spirit and, and make us have the wrong attitude toward uh, what what is going on? Um, we can't get that hateful spirit. We've got to continue to have joy and peace and love and uh, you know the fruits of the spirit because that's how we're going to win people in this time. Yeah, we're going to see things that um, might irritate us. I get a little frustrated with things sometimes because I I just I, to me it doesn't make sense. So uh, things that don't make sense to me like this. Uh, it just really irritates me, and so I have to check myself. I have to repent every now and then for, you know, the way I feel about every stuff. Every now and then, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, we just have to be real careful. But that lawlessness, yes, is going to be the, the theme of the time that we're in, and we are getting there very quickly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for that. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Maurice, for your call. We appreciate it very much. Let's go to Amanda in Alabama. Amanda, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, welcome. You're on the show. 
okay. I wasn't sure you could hear me. How's it going? We're good. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm blessed. Um, wonderful. You've got about I've never 90. I talked with you guys. I did talk with the late Pastor Baxter. Mm-hmm. And I just have a really quick question on Zechariah 1.8. I had to actually call him um, two or three times, and he eventually got around to it. But I first want to tell you before you answer. Well, hey, you, you've, he got about, me, you've got about 60 seconds before we're out of time. Okay, he just told want to let me you know. he was afraid to give me an answer on Zechariah 1.8 about the speckled horse. I was wondering if you guys wanted to give me your take on it. Well, boy, if he said that, I sure am not going there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No, well, I'm, I'm messing with you, but I, I don't know what he meant. I wish I could ask him. Yeah, I, I haven't ever studied it out, Amanda, so I couldn't really give you a good answer on it either. I, I know See, that... it was through the late Pastor Baxter that I learned... Where what all the colors of the mm-hmm. horses of Revelation meant right. until I came upon the speckled horse, and then I was puzzled. Yeah. Well, and he had an answer, but he was afraid to say he said. Hmm. Well, <laughs> like Vince said, and if Pastor Baxter said that, I've I never heard him say that. that. I have no idea what that meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll I actually try to figure asked him out. on air uh, the last year that he was living with us here on our earth. Well, you know, verse 11 says that the angel answered and, and said that um, these are those who walked to and fro through the earth and beheld all the earth was spit, smitten still and it is at rest. So I don't know. I had to study that out. I haven't ever studied that before. So maybe we can study it answer another day we'll have to because we're out of time thank you so much for joining us don't forget to go to endtime.com watch.endtime.com for hours of content and also don't forget to go to endtime.com slash future this has been end of the age brought to you by the faithful partners of end time ministries If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.